Welcome to the Versatile Writer Podcast. Recent events have inspired me to talk this week about obsession. The dictionary defines obsession as preoccupation or fill the mind with, and it gives examples like he was obsessed with revenge and she was obsessed with work. To be clear, the dictionary does put a negative slant on it, but in my mind, obsession needn't be a bad thing. I suspect it all comes down to how the passion is framed. Being really focused or really passionate about something is usually considered a good thing, especially when it comes to work. I've never known an employer to be unhappy if you don't give your job your all, or even go above and beyond for them, because ultimately your performance will give you, them and potentially a wider team a really good look. Just the same. Focusing on your creative writing, whether it's your job or your hobby, requires all of your attention if you want to give it your absolute best. Reading a half-baked story can feel disappointing to the reader and potentially make them not bother returning for more from you. But reading a story with a good plot, explored characterisation and researched themes will have them wanting more. It's worth mentioning here that if an obsession gets to a point where you're hurting yourself or other people, then yes, of course, you must seek help. I'm a big obsessive. I suspect it comes from having an addictive personality. As a child, I obsessed over my security blanket. As a teen, over supercars and the pop group Adam and the Ants. And later, from 16 to an adult, tended to obsess over creative writing, movies, TV shows and actors. Occasionally I will obsess over a specific kind of food or the way I prepare it or I might obsess over a snack or a drink or a book or a story I'm writing. Attaching my feelings against something like this gives me the opportunity to investigate the thing further. Therefore, obsession isn't necessarily a bad thing. If I like something a lot, I will find out as much as I possibly can about the thing until I'm filled up with knowledge of it. And then one of two things will happen. I'll either become bored with it and move on, or I'll find other people who are also obsessing over this very same thing and discuss it with them by way of sharing the passion and fueling my thirst for more knowledge about it. I obsess over TV shows, books and movies, and during lockdown, as a family of three adults, we decided to binge-watch our favourite movies and TV shows. This isn't something we've only done during that time. We're big TV, movie and book lovers, generally, but lockdown gave us an excuse to do it frequently. We got through all of the Harry Potter movies, all of the Marvel movies in Marvel's Cinematic Universe date order, and TV shows that we generally enjoyed each week. A year ago, I recall writing a blog about binge-watching without a trace. The blog, which now no longer exists went into detail about how each character's journey developed and while TV and movies were such a similar discipline to writing, yet they were still quite different too. Other TV shows we enjoy are the Chicago franchise with Chicago Med, Chicago PD and Chicago Fire. Chicago PD has something like seven or eight seasons and we'd seen maybe three of them, so we began from the beginning and worked our way through until the present. Doing this, from my writer's mind, provided me with some answers to questions I didn't realise I needed answering. 
I learned that some of the characters I didn't originally like were shaped that way because of this reason and that reason, this situation and that situation. And after seeing the characters develop, I realised they were made that way deliberately. And now I know they have depth and many layers of character. We often consider, as writers, what a fresh, newly formed character would do if they experienced this happening or that happening. Watching several seasons of a character develop gives you those answers. During lockdown, we watched both seasons of The Umbrella Academy and more recently we've binge-watched The Punisher. Sadly, a lot of my favourite shows see no more than one or two seasons. This was the same with Almost Human and Firefly, to name just a couple. However, The Umbrella Academy is in its third season of filming and we're always being promised a third season of The Punisher. Almost Human and Firefly, however, are likely never to be done again, and that is a shame. But on the plus side, recently been reading Firefly novels from Titan Books. The first book I found, Big Damn Hero, was a gift for my birthday in August. Unfortunately, I couldn't get into it straight away because of the mindset I was in, but I persisted and read it a few weeks ago. While I was reading it, I ordered a couple more, and once I'd finished the first one, I turned straight to the second one, The Ghost Machine, and got so into that one that it took me just three days to read, and I'm a very slow reader. So reading a thick hardback in that short amount of time was near incredible for me. And a big applause to the writer, James Lovegrove. I'm on the final of those three books now, The Magnificent Nine, and I don't like the idea that I've got no more afterwards, so I'd better get another one purchased. And soon. Again, obsession. It's worth mentioning that the three books are not a trilogy, they stand alone. Outside of reading, writing and the arts, my other passion is craft. But it's useful to know that what I'm about to tell you means that it all overlaps. Over the years, I'd put together a handmade quilt. It's purely for hanging somewhere and looking at rather than going over a bed or a chair and the idea originally was to create it to hand down generations. I originally began creating it about 20 years ago so it's definitely a lifelong project. That said, I hope to create another one after it but who knows. The quilt is made up from a dozen 12 inch squares of fabric each having a design on it that represents a TV show, a book or a movie that has meant something to me over the years. You could look at the quilt and think of it as all the books, movies and TV shows that I obsessed over. As you can imagine there will be quite a few things there that you might know. Some of the shows might jog your memory like Quantum Leap, Due South or Firefly. One or two of the books might jog your memory with Anne of Green Gables or Beauty and the Beast. And a few of the movies are Superman, Aladdin and Tarzan. Clearly some of these names have been all three TV show, book and movie, like Tarzan, Anne of Green Gables and some of the others. My obsession with this quilt is such that I know I won't live forever, so I need to get the thing put together. During the first lockdown, I fished it out of storage because something made me remember it, and I gave it a wash and a good look. It was in need of some extra design work, so I talked it through with my husband and he gave me some more ideas on how to give each square a background, so when I do fix them all together, they'll be larger and look more striking. 
This project is something I keep going back to every few months and currently, at the time of this podcast going out, I'm adding another square to it. Having just finished the Superman one, I'm now on the NCIS one. As this is a writing-related podcast, I really ought to mention another obsession I have, especially within creative writing. Relationships. This is, for me, the one part of writing that I absolutely love. The two most important parts of storytelling for me is characters and how they relate to each other and how they behave when they're alone. Relationships come in all shapes and sizes and having a one-size-fits-all mentality about it just doesn't work for me. Each character is an individual. I watch actors on TV and movies and see how they treat each other and how they react to each other and how they behave when they're alone because even a solitary character needs to relate to themselves or maybe a pet. Therefore, it's useful to know a little about human psychology and the human psyche when considering how characters might engage with each other. I've read a lot of psychology-related books for writers, often about characterisation, giving a character a personality and character traits, both negative and positive, because not every situation your character will be part of will be bright and happy mostly because real life isn't always bright and happy, and I believe storytelling should reflect that. Because I'm a writer, research is often vital, and I find seeing characters on TV or movies to be a kind of research. For me, having that visual aspect of storytelling is helpful and reassuring, and reminds me how a character walks or talks, gestures or presents themselves. Then there's the idea that even the character's relationship with the writer requires looking at. Some of my characters are very intense people and some might say there's a bit of me in them too. I don't doubt it. Often characters hold a lot of the writer in them. I can safely say that's just the way it is because I've read so many other writers, big names and unknowns alike, say the same thing. Of course, not every writer is exactly the same and we do find distinctly different ways to research our characters. And for me, it's imagination first and foremost, then books, then TV and movies. Sometimes I listen to music, which helps my mind find another kind of order. So that's helpful too, especially when I feel overwhelmed by the story I'm writing, or the amount of characters and personalities I'm dealing with at any one time. Recently, I've been finalising a novella that I plan to publish quite soon. The story is one I've mentioned before on The Versatile Writer. It's a bittersweet romance that began life as a single line of text back in 2005. It's now late November 2020. It took me a few years of writing and moving away from it when it was finally completed about five years later when I left it as my personal circumstances had changed and I was working full-time in the mental health sector. Years later, I revisited it and reduced the word count, expelling all of those unnecessary ones. Many more years later, and about ten drafts later, I'd gone away on a writing retreat and used the time to reduce the story further to only the words that were needed. It had gone from about 80,000 words over those years to around 30,000, so quite an editing process. It wasn't a novel, it was a novella. 
Because I wanted to get this story out there and focus on the other works in progress I've got on my laptop, got it to the best it could be, organised four beta readers to look at it, took on board their comments and applied them, sent it to an editor and did those corrections, and finally, it's weeks away from being sent to the cover designer, and then it'll be out there. Talk about obsession. I think that's the thing with creative writers, though. We easily become obsessed with our stories, our characters and the writing process. It's because we live them, we don't just think about them. If we didn't, though, would the stories be that good? Now that's a question to be answered another time. Thanks for listening to this podcast about obsession. It's been great having you along. Until next time, I'm Sarah Bannum and you've been listening to the Versatile Writer Podcast.